Today's episode of What Happened When Monday is brought to you by SaveCade.com. And Tony, I think you have outdone yourself. Uh, if you're listening to this and you haven't checked out SaveCade.com, you need to, not just because we'll be able to save some money, but this video is off the damn rails. It's S A V E C A D E. Tony, how in the world did you come up with this? This is proof that you take drugs. Maybe used to. I don't know if I do anymore, but but I do need to say that when I bring up Save Kate, there's a shot of me that looks awfully fat on there. I don't know how that came about. Maybe it's the way I look. But well, I do want to remind people that you can stop wrestling with debt, put your butt in the seat, fast and easy, no credit check, to be a part of SaveKate.com, Conrad. Well, and what's funny is, you know, the site even says mortal combat, all of your debt, no more hard way or easy way, brother. Uh, maybe that old kitchen's gotta go. Maybe you're desperately out of time to pay your house off faster. Well, we want to let you know that you don't need good luck and credit. The, your credit doesn't have to look as good as the Z man did. And you can own a house with no money down, which is coincidentally how much money Evan courageous true. You can make this fast and easy. It can even be the greatest night in the history of our great sport. When you skip your next two house payments, and maybe you could even lower your monthly payments, which probably would have been helpful when WCW was taken over by Bill Watts and he cut your pay. Right, Tony? Yes. You can cut years off your loan, consolidate your debt. Stop making the minimum payments. Believe you me, that will get you behind and get a greater tax deduction. Conrad, it's all part of SaveK.com. And what I love about it is you can own your own home with no money down my favorite thing about the thing though is you fucking dancing and singing i'm not making this up tony shivani dances and sings you've got to see it even if you don't actually need a home loan or need to save money you've got to see tony singing and dancing at savecade.com that's s-a-v-e-c-a-d-e nmls number 65084 equal housing lender ladies and gentlemen Welcome to the main event. Welcome to WHW Monday. Tony Schiavone and Conrad Thompson. Jim Crockett for Starcade, 605 NWA. TV title, Cajun Omni, The Bunkhouse Stampede. Flair and Horseman, Garvin, Bogey, Magnum, Dusty, Express Tactics. Turner Bond and Mid-South Joint World Championship Wrestling. Talking about the great years of World Championship Wrestling, the NWA and Jim Crockett Promotions. Tony and Friends North, they win. Look, Shivani's back again. World title split off center stage. Bischoff, Disney, Hogan, and Nitro. New World Order and the Crow. Thunder Russo, Arquette Champ, Vinnie Mac, simulcast. Tony's back with Conrad. Not your classy podcast. Watch along, try not to laugh. Lowest rules, cat back. This wasn't the initial plan. Tom Ziggs a good-looking man. Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to What Happened When? Monday or Wednesday on the MLW Radio Network. Of course, we said Monday or Wednesday because if you're on Patreon, it's Monday. But if not, here's your show Wednesday with your host, Tony Schiavone. Hey, Conrad. That's Conrad Thornton. Uh, I mean, Conrad Thompson. Hey, uh, Conrad, just wanted to kind of begin how we ended last time. 
Yeah, uh, I, if you, you know, I'll be honest. I sort of blocked that out. So when you just did Thornton again, I'm like, what the yeah. fuck is he doing? Now I didn't remember that you forgot my name last week, which is well, that was for all, all you all you uh, listeners on Patreon that I called him Conrad Thornton. I'm sorry, it's, it's the hurtful. age, and I'm taking Prevagen, and I don't know what the fuck's going on. Let me just tell so, you, I've heard so much about Prevagen that yeah. I feel like I might actually need to look it up. Like you keep talking about this damn Prevagen. Yeah, I legitimately have no idea what that is. Okay, it comes from jellyfish, and it's for okay, uh, people my. That's all I need for, to know. It's jellyfish. It's bullshit. I got it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's for people my age to piss their money away. Is what it is. Yeah, it's bullshit. And you you can get a bottle of like a thirty day supply. Mm. All right, like for seventy bucks. No. Mm. And uh, and I've been taking it now for like two months, and I'm going to stop taking it because I, I I haven't seen anything. So well, I'm just saying, for sixty nine dollars a month, you could be a low key big hog over at Patreon dot com forward slash whw monday and by the way you can vote in our poll it's live right now and patreon.com forward slash whw monday it's not for a bonus show but it is what we're going to cover next week here so we're putting the poll on patreon this week you guys go vote right now and uh, just stay tuned to twitter if you don't have patreon we don't want you to be left out we'll tell you what one what, what is coming up this week on patreon i feel like we should do a cheap plug here is we just recorded a bonus show that's going to be the Eric Darcy choice. He's one of our low key big hogs and he selected King of the ring 2001. And I'm pretty excited to uh, cover that one with you because it's got one of the most famous matches of all time. Something they're still talking about. It's the street fight with Kurt angle and Shane McMahon. And we've already got this episode in the can and we had a little surprise. Bruce Pritchard did a run in. So I guess you could so go ahead and respond now. What do you think of Bruce's run in there on our King of the Ring bonus episode for Patreon? Uh, I think he's a big mouth prick. Yeah. yeah. Other than that, he's a talented motherfucker. I got to give him that, man. He really added something to the show to the point to where uh, if you listen to the bonus show on Patreon, you probably I, I was thinking like, well, I'm not needed here tonight. <laughs> yeah, I kind of felt bad because I felt like you were. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I felt like you're yeah, kicking, was- kicking the can there for a minute. Yeah, I was intimidated by by his presence and by you know listen his, to you. Uh, listen to I you. I mean, you know, he and you, he and you together are like you know, I mean, you know what you're like, don't you? You're yeah, like uh, the motherfuckers of podcast. Well, we're the two time podcast of the year, but you know what? Me and you are working on some shit. We are. Yeah, we are. And and you know what? I think most of all, we're working on shit uh, and we're having a great time. We really are. And you know, if you're a patriot, if you're on Patreon. That means you're a patron, like a patron of the arts, you see. Oh, are we going to go so far as to call what we're doing here art? Well, we're going to make it. We're, I think some of the videos that I put on have been pretty artsy. So oh, my far. God. You know what's funny? I showed, I, I was going to say, maybe I shouldn't say this, but there's no chance he's listening. Bruce doesn't know how to listen to podcasts. Okay. So last week I was hanging out with Bruce. And he mm-hmm. said, so show me this. He's almost like my dad. Show me this Patron thing you keep talking about. So I showed him the Patron. And mm-hmm. so when one of your videos comes up and it's got the little graphics or whatever, he says, now who does all this for you? I said, what do you mean? He's like these videos. I said, Tony recorded that. No, I know that. But like the graphics, Tony did that. No fucking way. He doesn't know how to do all that. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, he's not nearly as technology challenged as you. I don't know yeah. if you know this, but if you ever look at like Bruce Pritchard's phone, he's mm-hmm. got the font size set to grandpa. Yeah. Like everything's, uh, I'm sure. everything's at 84. And, and, and the response to that from my end would be, 
Bruce, you and I worked in production at the same time at Titan Sports. I knew production. You obviously didn't. Yeah, nobody's arguing that. I mean, Bruce yeah. is, you know, yeah. whenever whenever somebody calls Bruce on it, Bruce just does an American Dream impersonation, and everybody laughs, and they forget what they were busting his balls about. <laughs> but we're not forgetting what we're here for, and it's more Jim Crockett promotions. Now, good news, kids. We're not going to have more Jim Crockett promotions next week. I know I got a lot of flack last week. Some of you were fired up that we had a whole month of JCP. But in July, we're going to set it to a poll. So it won't just be me just randomly saying, I think this will be good. Let's give him some Crockett. So go vote in the poll right now. And you can vote off some Jim Crockett promotions and put a little WCW action in there. And uh, stay tuned. We've got more bonus shows coming to you in July. And I've already talked to some of the low-key big hogs that we've got lined up for July. And the rumor and innuendo is that you're going to be calling some more ECW and an old SummerSlam. I could be wrong. They could change their mind. But right now, it looks like an old ECW and a SummerSlam. How about that? Well, that's pretty cool. That means uh, I'll be looking at some uh, WWF or WWE stuff or whatever they call themselves now. And what's most important is I'll be seeing some more, possibly Francine. Yeah, I knew you'd be really excited about the Francine. I think we got to get her on one of the bonus shows. Let's get to it. Fire up your WWE Network and find June 25th, 1988. And this is airing right now, if you're on Patreon, on the 30-year anniversary. We're pretty excited about this one. This is a loaded show on the way to Great American Bash 1988. They're pulling in all the stops for this one. So find it. Fire it up now. Pull up the NWA World Championship Wrestling tab. And then cruise on over to June of 1988. It's June 25th. And about this time is usually when we get a little help here, Tony. Yes, uh, let's bring her in. She is the star of Patreon and she's the big L, of course. Uh, she's a video star of Patreon. And here comes Lois Shivani, my bride of 37 years, with our countdown. Take it away, Lois. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. Hit play. <laughs> we open up with one of the Wayne Daniel effects and the Great American Bash. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo. The Great American Bash. This was Tony Shivani doing a little... And I ad-libbed the whole thing, which which just goes to show that I could ad-lib back then. Obviously can now. Ad-libbing that we're putting Lex Luger over, heading, to, of course, to the Great American Bash. Heading to the Great American Bash, I think we've already done a podcast for. Is that right? Yeah, we have done Great American Bash 88. It is in the archives. Check it out now at whwmonday.com. And, of course, we're uh, we're portraying Lex Luger as this guy that's going to win the, the uh, NWA World Heavyweight title from the Nature Boy, Ric Flair. And, of course... He didn't. And if you go back and you think about this, and I'm thinking about it now, and I've seen it before, that we did a a great job of portraying Lex as maybe the next world champion, and he didn't get it, and maybe we were wrong. And here's what I think is interesting. There is Ric Flair beating up my buddy Ricky Santana. I saw Ricky Santana recently at an MLW taping down in Orlando, and Ricky uh, looks old as shit. But other than that, Ricky's a pretty good guy. And, and, you know, this is back in the – to me, the the heyday of Ric Flair, right? The old TBS days, the heyday of Ric Flair. Man, he was just he was he was tremendous back then. I mean, he yeah, I I know, but I think it's always good to go back and 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 yeah, we we remember some of the crazy things that Flair did in, on Nitro. But go back and watch Flair back in this era. I'm talking about the Crockett era from let's say '85 through '89. 
uh, 85 through 88 before, you know, Jim Hurd fucked it all up. Uh, and then you'll see a guy that just could do everything right. Well, and I think a lot of people regard a lot of fans regard his 1989 as the best. And even flair would take issue with that. But, you know, I would still say 89 is up there because you've got the trilogy of matches with steamboat. Plus you've got the Terry Funk. I quit match. I mean, what a fucking 1989 he had, but he would say, nah, man, I was way better in 85 and 86, but I think you could say 85 through 89, probably the best stuff he ever did. Of course, I love the 92 rumble. I love Starcade 93, but for me, 85 through 89. And if you want to get more narrow, I'm with you. I think 86 through 89 are probably the very best. And this is a very rare Saturday edition here. I'll let you take it away from here, Tony. The World Championship Wrestling featuring this now. Hello, everybody. I'm Tony Schiavone, along with David Crockett. We have no idea who this fucker is in between us, but he is shoehorned his ass in here. And, of course, that's our buddy Jim Ross, who also got Jimmy Crockett to buy uh, UWF. And, David, you guys are on your ass. That's right, Tony. We are on our ass. And, Jim, what do you think about that? Well, I'll tell you what. I'm just proud to be here. Of course, I found my ass out of a job. Wanted to get on this channel, and these motherfuckers right here said, the only way we're getting you on here is if you stand behind us. And I said, I don't stand behind nobody. And they said, well, we're still writing checks. And I said, huh, sassafras. Prop me up. Give me a microphone. Sling me some crown royal. And I'm going to talk a little wrestling with you boys. But first, I got to ask, where the fuck is Dr. Death? Is Dr. Death going to win the belt tonight, or is it going to be at the Great American Bash, Tony? Well, as soon as he learns how to do a promo, we may be make him a champion. What do you think about David, that, David? And how about the airplanes? Are they flying? Yes, they're both still in the air. My diner's club has been maxed out. That's right. It has. Right now, we got a lot of action going on. Let's go to the ring. So you know, Sting my- here is going to be out wearing a T-shirt. So yeah. this is not like Ric Flair wearing a T-shirt on the last Nitro. This is strictly for promotions. He's wearing a great American bash t-shirt. I can't tell you how weird this looks. Well, we're going to see later on in the program. He's not the only one wearing it. Kevin Sullivan's going to be wearing one as well. So, uh, they, they back then the, the Crockett family had an inkling of how to do marketing promotions, but they really didn't have anybody that could do it for them. They didn't turn to anybody that could do it. They had Francis Crockett, in charge of their merchandise. They really needed somebody who was really into marketing. And, and this was one of their, their real downfalls here by doing that. But man, Sting looks pretty jacked here. Don't you think? No. And he's going to do a pretty hilarious promo afterwards. Um, yeah. Just talking about how jacked he is, but you got to remember too. And I think this sort of gets lost in translation. When we watch these old shows, Sting has only been a made man here for three months because right. Sting went 45 minutes. Well, we're calling it 45 minutes to time limit draw and was made in one night at the very first clash of the champions against Ric Flair. That was in March. So here we are just 90 days later and he's a featured guy. And of course we all know sting as a top guy, but here this top guy mantra only 90 days old. Yeah. He's pretty much, if you were to say as, as far as superstardom is concerned, kind of a rookie here, but he still had the stinger splash. Uh, he had that spike blonde hair, and he had a lot of excitement about him. And I think that's one of the reasons, maybe the main reason that the Crockett's loved him and Dusty loved him was the fact that he brought so much excitement to the ring. He had the fans. You know, we had a lot of we we sh- we were showing some of those earlier as Hall of Famer Teddy Long as him tells him to get away. Uh, we had a lot of fans with the face paint on, a lot of the quote unquote little stingers. And let's take a look at the replay once again. Here he comes, ladies and gentlemen. It's Stay 
with a splash. That's uh, my World Cup call of Sting. You know, like, oh, Sting with a Stinger splash. And Sting is your winner. Also note that we're going to be going to David Crockett. And David, uh, Sting, look over here. No, look over there. David, uh, there they are, the little Stingers. Woohoo! Woohoo! How old? And you know what? He's going he's gonna to go crazy here. Sting's going to go crazy. Ow! Ow! You know, David, ow! One of these days, I'm going to paint my face black and white. And they're going to fuck me over not once, but twice becoming a world heavyweight champion. And then I'm going to go from there. <laughs> I'm going to go there to wrestling Jeff Hardy, who's going to be so fucked up he won't remember wrestling me. What the fuck has my career become? I'm just going to have to tell my wife that I cheat on her years ago, and I'm going to find Christ. And then I'm going to pick everybody up by the nap of their neck. I'm going to show the Great American Bash shirt that I got right here. You know what's under this shirt, don't you, David? <laughs> it's my dick. That's exactly right. Woo! Yes, sir, baby. Because I am Sting, and I'm the first version of Sting that you guys have fucked over. And I know that before my career comes to an end, I'm going to get fucked over more than once. Because why? Because you guys think Lex Luger's got it, right? Lex Luger is a jacked up piece of shit. Take a look at this shirt. I'm going to show it to you one more time. And you know why I'm doing this, David? Because I have no idea how to end this interview. So I'll just show one of my guns right here, baby. Woo! Have I got some guns here now. Take a look at that little guy. And I want to let you know that as far as the Great American Bash is concerned, who am I wrestling? Am I? Oh, Nikita Koloff. Woo! He's my partner. David was... Not a happy camper here, uh, Conrad. He was not happy because of the financial state of the company or one. That's one. Okay. Well, why else wasn't he happy? Because he was pulled off play by play with me. Oh, and Jim Ross got it. Jim was me. Jim and I did the commentary and David was still there, but he did all the interviews and you can just tell. And I know David very, I mean, I've known David for a long, long time. I could just tell that David, just the way he looked when he pitched to the ring or pitched to the break, that he was not the same David Crockett that had that that fire in his eyes that was that was excited about what uh, what he was seeing and what he was a part of. And now we're taking a look at Ivan Koloff and the Russian assassin, of course, which is the Angel of Death, right? Dave Shelton. The Russian assassin. Sell me on this. When I watch this, I think... Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is fucking stupid. Well, it is. Uh, and it, it's because they they, they they had a good thing with Ivan and Nikita. And then when they turned Nikita babyface after Magnum went down, they realized that, well, let's try to rekindle that good thing that we had with Ivan and Nikita and bring in here uh, David Shelton. But he, he obviously didn't look Russian. Uh, and he'd already been on TV a couple of places. So uh, they put a mask on him. But you can't deny how big he is. I mean, he's, he's a big motherfucker. Big motherfucker. Cameraman you saw on the left is Ricky Bobo Lassiter, who I think had still been working that last check for TNA. Boy, he'd so be, he'd be one of the last of the Mohicans, would he not? <laughs> yes, I guess he would. But look at the arms on Look, Look how big he is. Holy shit, man. Oh, my gosh. This is fucking awful, dude. Listen, what, what? I, I love watching some old Crockett stuff, but this, this match right here, my well, God. Look, hey, well, well, Conrad, all the matches are shit. Yeah. But I'm just saying like the mulleted jobbers, the awful fucking Russian assassins, uh, right? Teddy Long's in there with the solo. Well, and look, the guy didn't want to go up. 
Well, he go go up now. Paul Jones down to the ringside. He is he has uh, gotten rid of the Hitler gimmick now, uh, and he's got he's still got his riding crop. Uh, and uh, Ivan Koloff, boy, man, just driving. Ooh, Lord of mercy. Ivan was Ivan was a pro's pro, man. I don't know anybody, and I don't know, and I know you've you've talked to a lot of wrestlers as well. And Ivan, of course, passed away years ago. Uh, I don't know anybody that had a bad thing to say about Ivan Koloff. No, great guy, universally yeah. liked. You know, I mean, there's a lot of guys who had a lot of heat for a lot of reasons. Ivan Koloff was not one of those guys. Just a prince of a guy, and and I always thought it was such. I always thought he and Baron von Raschke were such contrasts of what their character were, what their characters were, you know, because they were these super heels from another country. One a kind of a Baron von Raschke Nazi guy, one from the Soviet Union, but they were just sweethearts of guys. So you're you're not into this, right? You're not into this Russian uh, shit right here. No, I think it's awful. Okay. Well, we're going to show the replay again and show you how strong this Russian assassin is. And this, you, it may be called the Cobra Clutch, but I think it was called the Russian. Oh, God, I forget what we call it. It's not even applied, dude. Yeah. It's 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 the Russian clamp or something like that. Uh, and, and so we're going to go down uh, to David Crockett at three, two, one. Go down to David. Thank you very much. Oh, no. First of all, the price for freedom. The Great American Bash, 1988. That's coming cool to graphic, Baltimore. by the way. Cool graphic. Whoop. You, you like that graphic? Yeah, I mean, you know, for 1988, that's pretty good. And, the, and this is a great promo, actually. I mean, you guys did a yeah. good job selling this. Yeah. Ric Flair against Lex Luger for the World Heavyweight title. The American Dream Dusty Rhodes, Barry Windham, United States Heavyweight Championship, and the Tower of Doom. <laughs> One of the shittiest conceptions ever uh, in pro wrestling. And, of course, there's going to be Jim Cornette and the Midnight Express. We'll just show him whipping somebody to get some heat on him as well. That's all coming up. Pay-per-view Sunday, July 10th. We're going to piss off the people in Baltimore like never before as Sting and the Russian Nightmare Nikita Koloff take on the horseman, Dusty Rhodes. It's called the price for freedom. We know it as the price for the airplanes. And now let's go to David Crockett, who's talking to Paul Jones and Ivan Koloff. And uh, Paul, this big guy, did he play soccer for Russia in the World Cup now? No, he didn't play soccer, you stupid son of a bitch. And let me say something about all those soccer pussies out there, okay? Ronaldo, he's a pussy from Portugal. Every time you hit a soccer player, they drop and roll about 30 yards down the, down the slope like they're hurt. They're pussies is what they are. They're not men like pro wrestlers. The guy to my right, well, he's not really Russian, but we tried to make him a Russian to give Ivan somebody to work with. He's big, he's tall, but one thing he's not is a soccer player. And I want to say this, on behalf of all of us at World Championship Wrestling, Ivan Koloff, here the Russian assassin, you, David Crockett, even Ric Flair, even Conrad Thompson, even that big mouth Tony Schiavone that thinks he's funny talking over me, fuck the World Cup. That's right, fuck soccer. Fuck it. It's a pussy sport. Go ahead, Ronaldo. See what happens when somebody kicks you in the shin. You won't be able to sell because you'll be on the mat crying like a baby. You don't have ridges in your forehead like Ivan Kolob does here, right, Ivan? Well, let me say that I was actually for Ukraine to win the World Cup. But then when Ukraine didn't win it, I thought maybe Russia or how about Uzbekistan 
or one of those countries that succeeded from the Soviet Union. It pissed me off, and it pisses off this big guy. Can we see his traps now? Would you take a look at the traps on this big motherfucker? Ooh, yes, sir, he's big. Big, big neck. And as you notice, he keeps looking at himself in the monitor. I wish we had that monitor off. But I also like to say I agree with Paul Jones that the uh, soccer players are uh, asshole athletes. Their fans are assholes. And if I'm a, uh, and I, if if I'm really uh, offending somebody now, fuck you. That's right. Fuck you, because I'm from the Soviet Union that used to be a gay country, and now it's Russia and a bunch of other satellites, including Lithuania. Can anybody pronounce Lithuania without looking at the word? Let's go back to the ring after this timeout. And I'm David Crockett, and we're about broke by now here in 1988. Golly. So I was ready for that one, wasn't I? Man, we're assholes. <laughs> I know. I just thought if we're going to have somebody international, I, I might as well, you know, wail on soccer since it's World Cups. Do you have you been watching the World Cup? No, no, me neither. Nobody in Alabama's been watching. All right, here you go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're about to promote a pay-per-view. Of course, I don't know exactly what that is because I'm from the UWF, but they tell me it's Great American Bash, and they tell me that this man here is going to be the fellow writing my new checks. So I've been kissing cowboy ass. Turns out now, Mr. Crockett, I'm going to be kissing your ass. Now, from what I understand, Tony's out to get me. Well, I, I appreciate that. He's not out to get you, but let me say this, uh, that when we bought the UWF uh, for, uh, and you worked out the deal, you didn't tell us there would be this palatial office that would end up costing us like $25,000 a month for rent. And I don't know where we're going to get the money, but we'll find out sooner or later about how that we just, uh, we just might take it out of Tony Schiavone's paycheck before it's all over with. Well, we can't because we're not paying him shit. Actually, uh, we're still paying him his baseball salary. <laughs> How funny is that? We're paying him his baseball salary from 1982, and here it is, 1988. And he thinks, well, I gave him $100 each a week for doing this show that he's a millionaire. Well, I don't know what, right? Well, I'll tell you what. You could pay him in beef jerky. Speaking of beef jerky, here's Jim Cornette. Yeah, well, I, let me say something, Jimmy. Would you hold on to my Coca-Cola? Uh, that is my urine test from earlier today that you had asked for. I want to talk about me being in the ring now. As everybody knows, I'm not good about being in the ring, and actually I'm not any good unless Bruce Pritchard is doing my voice here. But let me say this, that I do love you. I just do not want to fly on those fucking airplanes anymore. I'm scared to death. I do not want to fly on, fly on the Gulf Stream. I do not want to fly on the Falcon. I don't want to fly. As a matter of fact, if you don't mind, let me have my own rental car, and I'll just drive to all the uh, towns like we did back in the old territory for Bill Watts. You know how we used to travel back then? We used to have to travel like 400 miles a day. I'm go I'm getting out of here and checking on the airplanes. Wait a minute. I said I don't want to be in the airplanes, damn it. Damn it. I, I do not want to drive. I do not I want to drive everywhere. I am scared to death of flying. Scared to death of flying the motherfucker. I hope you go out of business. And when you go to business, I may open up my own territory in Tennessee and I may go to the WWF and I may work with Vince Russo. How about that? Fuck you, fuck Vin Russo, and fuck all the airplanes. Because Jim Cornette is here to stay, and I could be, at times, a miserable motherfucker. How about that, JR? How about that? Look at me! Uh, let me tell you, that is one of Jim Cornette's best promos ever. Because right there, he said, in order to win a match in wrestling, you've got to be full of guts, full of courage, and full of intestinal fortitude. And if these people out here know anything, it's that Jim Cornette is full of it. He was tremendous, wasn't he? Go ahead. What's Magnum saying here? 
Uh, Magnum's saying that uh, uh, he's talking about the Norfolk scope and he's talking about the fact that uh, I had a long talk with Tony Schiavone about how to handle himself on the road and not to get drunk and not to pal around with a horseman. And I told him, Tony, that uh, you're going to be something in this business. <laughs> how wrong I was. But I said, you just need to really take care of your business. Don't go to the bars. Go back to your room. Uh, respect yourself. Don't go out with Tully Blanchard and don't go out with Arn Anderson. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we've got the, the heads up on who not to go out with, but it looks like we're going out with a bang because we got a Brad Armstrong, Kendall Windham, and Tim Horner match. Boy, we got them hanging from the rafters. I can't believe UWF's out of business. We acquired them, and this is still what we're putting on TV. We got a couple of guys in the ring who look like the Ding Dongs, not the wrestlers named the Ding Dongs, actual Ding Dongs. Now, of course, these aren't Tony Schiavone Ding Dongs, because we don't have HD yet, and we couldn't quite make that out. Tony, take it away. Thank you very much. This is a cruel connection, Jim, and uh, Gary Royal is one of these cruel connections. These are also the guys, if you'll recall, I think, if I'm right here, uh, JR, and if I'm right here, Conrad, these are the same guys that dressed up uh, and uh, lost the match to the Mulkey brothers, if you'll remember that great angle. Uh, yeah. so uh, You love the Mulkey brother thing. Don't lie. Oh, I, I did. I did. It was... It's you know what? It's something people still talk about. They do think about all the things they talk about. They talk about the great promos that we did and they talk about how the Mulkies won that match. They don't talk about any other match. We think of pick out a match from from World Championship. Brothers and say That was a great match. There wasn't any. It was all about the promos, all about the things uh, that we did. But I do know that Tim Horner here and Brad Armstrong were called the Lightning Express. One for Marietta. One from Tennessee, the Lightning Express. By the way, the Great American Bash coming your way Sunday, July 10th on pay-per-view only. Yes, sir, man. Kendall Wyndham, man, was was rail skinny here. Dude, Brad Armstrong. Kendall Wyndham in this era. I know we just talked about him last week. This never gets old to me to see Kendall Wyndham here. <laughs> and why is that? Because it gives you something to talk about? No, it's just... I don't know. It's almost like he's trying to play Barry Windham. He's clearly not. And he knows what he's doing. He's a competent wrestler, but it's just like the miniature version. I mean, I feel right. like I need a picture. Like I need a promo picture of him and Barry Windham. And it's like, you know, never talk to me or my son again. <laughs> well, you know, that, that goes on that. I think that goes on dusty and goes on the promoters. Uh, either they wanted him to really look like Barry and be Barry's brother. And they thought maybe down the road, they would have a tag team. Or they should have said, you know, we're going to give you your own look. Ken Kendall well, Wyndham or Sam Houston? What? <laughs> I'm asking. Uh, Sam Houston. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Brad Armstrong or Bullet Bob? Well, to me, it's Brad. Tim Horner or the fan in the front row? <laughs> Tim, I'm not going to say anything bad about Tim Horner. No, I'm Tim just, and I, I'm just busting Tim balls. And I, yeah, Tim and I still stay in contact. Actually, why does he is he a groundskeeper in Charlotte? What's the deal? No, 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 no. He's uh, he's in Tennessee. He's got a, a daughter who uh, went to college in North Carolina, and I get her tickets uh, to see the Charlotte baseball team sometime. See, so. I nailed it. Charlotte baseball team nailed it. <laughs> you know, I got to tell you, I'm not I'm not familiar with Tim Horner, but I do know that there's uh, other people uh, who have podcasts who just bury the ever loving fuck out of him. They do. Yeah, Spe specifically your boy, Mr. Cornette. 
Jim Cornette, well, I, Jim Cornette came up with one of the funniest lines ever that Tim, that, that Tim Horner does an interview like a guilty man uh, trying to explain why he didn't do it. Well, allegedly, uh, sometime mm-hmm. last year, Jim Cornette made the allegation that Horner is a thief and stole like eight grand worth of shit from him. Wow. So that's why I was that's... comfortable just making fun of him. Okay, I understand that, but but that's quite an that's quite a uh, it's quite an accusation. Did well, he put but, that on the podcast? Yeah. In fairness, I'm 100 percent behind Cornette. I mean, why would Cornette lie? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like, I know you like Horner and you don't want to get in the middle, but I mean, who's known? Maybe Cornette's been mistaken before, but nobody's ever said Cornette's a fucking liar. Well, well, yeah, okay, the, but and he worked with Tim Horner and and Smoky Mountain, right? That's right. So, yes, sir. So he he knows, and of course he was running the company, so he probably knows a lot more about Tim than I do. I just know, hello, Tim, how you doing? Good to see you. And Tim and I've Tim and I have talked in the last three years, maybe three times on the phone. No, and here's the deal: he's probably a fine wrestler. I just, you know, never watched Smoky Mountain. Think that some of this stuff, uh, specifically the matches he's in aren't really my flavor i got you and i don't want to i don't want to be robbed so take a look at this <laughs> take a look at this slow-mo the bulldog oh my god they missed a great opportunity for a team name here because one motherfucker stole eight thousand dollars and the other motherfucker legitimately drew eight thousand dollars like by hand uh, hold on here it is, my favorite part. God. It is our Spam Slam, brought to you by the Meat in the Can, one of Tony Schiavone's favorite. And let's take a look at uh, Tommy Rogers of the Fantastics. He's going to pick up this hairy-looking guy, and he's going to power him over. Yes, he powered over a homeless man, and it is our Spam Slam. Regardless if you get Spam in the can or Spam light, eat Spam. If not, rub it in your crotch. It really is better than Vaseline for you fat guys. All right. Now they're talking about potted meat. Of course, I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about good old JR's barbecue. Now, if you go to jrsbarbecue.com right now, we've got the Chipotle ketchup, which I recommend for everyone. And have we talked about the beef jerky? Let me just say it's better than that spam shit. Thank you very much, Jim. And let's bring in here in Tennessee, the American dream, Dusty Rhodes. Dusty, I want to ask you something. Do you like my tie? Lois picked this tie. Dusty, please get in here. Fuck. I'm wasting time. There he goes. Do you like this tie? This tie was picked out by Lois, and uh, she's, uh, of course, dressed as me. You want me to do Dusty, too? You have to. Okay, I have to. Well, Shivani, let me say this. Shivani, I don't want to talk about your tie. I don't want to talk about Lois Shivani, but I can't tell you this story. Back on Christmas Eve, probably in 1992, I went to the Shivani house on Christmas Eve to a party. It was just me, and it was my beautiful bride, Michelle, and it was Cowboy Bill Watts and wife number 10 of 42. And we had a, this, uh, this well, I, I'm kind of embarrassed to say it, but we had this beer chugging contest in the Shivani household that Christmas Eve, and Lois Shivani outchugged the American dream with beer. She did it not once. She did it twice. She outchugged the American dream. And I said, nobody can do that. Nobody can do that, you bitch. Why don't you take a little uh, pinch of skull between your uh, cheek and gum and then chug a beer like I do? 
Well, she wouldn't do that. But as the story goes, when her daughter, Laurie, who was in the third grade, went back after the Christmas vacation and her teacher said, what happened to you during Christmas vacation? She said, my mom out chugged Dusty Rhodes in a beer chugging contest. And that has become one of the most famous stories in the Shimani family because I May have been outchugged by this broad. Let me take my hat off here. I may have been outchugged by this broad, but I don't think she can do it now. I don't think she can outchug her son Tim now, even though she was a great beer chugger back in the day. So I never went back to the Shivani house after that. Bill Watts never went back to the Shivani house after that because he got fired. Eric Bischoff went to the Shivani house. He dared Lois to have him at a beer chugging contest, and apparently they got into some fricas. That's right, a fricus. I'm using the word fricus. Woohoo! The rednecks are cheering for that. And I want to say this she may be, baby, at one time the beer chugging champion of the world. But I want to tell you that she can bite my fat ass. All right. What are we doing right now? I don't know, but that's uh, that's a true story. But let's run through this. Okay. Now we've got. Putsky mm-hmm. and an enhancement to what the fuck are y'all doing? It's no wonder y'all are not a business. Well, okay. Okay. This was this, this whole match and the interview afterwards was to promote us going to Houston, Texas. I don't know why I, Ivan, I guess lived down in Texas at that time. And, and Scott, according to Jim and this commentary was a, uh, was a, a fullback for TCU. And he wrestled and played football at the same time. Get did you now? I'm going to, to be honest with you. This is the last, the first and last time I ever saw that I can remember Scott Putsky. Well, he showed what up. You, he showed up in the uh, WWF like ten years later. Okay, he was there for a can of spam. Okay, okay. Would that be light or regular? Well, look at him. Clearly light. Right. And he's out here almost like a Caucasian Jimmy Snuka. I mean, I don't know that mm-hmm. he's killing chicks here. But yeah. I mean, that's what he looks like. Hey, by the way, we never talked about that. What'd you ever hear about that time? Jimmy Snuka killed his girlfriend. What? Jimmy Snuka murdered his girlfriend. Okay. You didn't hear about, about it. The, you didn't hear about that. No, I never did hear about it. Yeah. Well, they finally brought him up on charges again. Yeah. Uh, right at the end of his life. And he passed away before they could throw him in jail. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I had heard something about that, that, uh, that he apparently had admitted to it. No, or told I, somebody a story about it. Yeah, his story changed nineteen different times, but I mean, they had him dead to rights, probably. But well, imagine a wrestler story changing nineteen different times. Huh? That never happened. So Scott Putsky, though, the only thing he ever killed was his own wrestling career. Yeah, uh, apparently so. And, and uh, maybe and maybe Missy Hyatt, because I hear once upon a time, mm-hmm. um, well, roll time. Oh, I mean, okay. that, you know, that could just be rumor and innuendo. You know, I also heard that you had a good personality. Not everything in here is true. Hey, by the way, hey, you're, you're Italian. I feel like I should mention this. Have you heard the reviews of Gotti? No, I've not. John Travolta, of course, plays John Gotti in the new movie Gotti. It famously mm-hmm. got 0% on Rotten Tomatoes from the critics. Really? I didn't believe it because it's a mob movie. So I'm like, screw that. I'm seeing it. It's a mob movie. Right. So you think just because I'm Italian that I automatically like anything about the mob? You're going to tell me you wouldn't go see Gotti? No, I wouldn't go see it. I really wouldn't. Well, but when it's on TV or Netflix or something, you would watch Gotti. No, I would watch if it would be Gotti meets the Avengers 
or Gotti and Spider-Man or something like that. I'm going to fucking or, hang up on you right now. Okay, or, or Star Wars Episode Ten, John Gotti fucks Yoda in the ass or something like that. What? I don't know. What are you? What are you? I was just I was freestyling some uh, some names of some possible movies. Let me just you know, with John let me just pitch this. If there ever is a Star Wars where John Gotti fucks Yoda in the ass, I'm watching that one. <laughs> Your fucking ass you did. <laughs> Teflon Don, you are not. <laughs> See, you've seen more of Star Wars than you're letting on there, big guy. No, just know to talk like an asshole and you got it. Look at this dude hanging from the rafters <laughs> and still missed. I can't still believe missed. this uh, This passed for television, man. You guys are trying oh. to promote a pay-per-view and you've got uh, right now. Teddy Long just says, get out of the fucking ring. Get out of the fucking business. Crockett says, get your bag. Don't go through the back. Just get out. Nope. Here he is. All right. I'm, I'm going to show my muscles here. And let's, uh, uh, Scott, uh, we are really going down the shitter. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Mr. Crockett, for having me. You know, Ivan Putsky's my dad. My name is Scott Putsky. Jim Ross said I'm uh, a fullback for TCU, but in reality, I'm like on the uh, scout team. So I don't play that much. But I am really uh, excited about coming to Houston, Texas, because my dad is lives down in Austin and has this gym. And as you can see, I've been training. And also, I'd like to say hello to uh, to the guy. Uh, Scott, first of all, do you know, are you going to be able to fly on the uh, Gulf Stream or the Falcon? Well, I'll fly wherever they want me. Uh, as you probably know, there's been a lot of people flying on those airplanes that didn't need to fly on those airplanes. But uh, I will fly on whatever airplane they ask me to fly on. Uh, and I also like to say that uh, being on the scout team at TCU, just a little bit better in the paycheck that I'm going to draw here. Well, Scott, congratulations. Look forward to seeing you now. Go fuck yourself. And we're coming right back with more World Championship Wrestling. Dude, by the way, can we, I know there's a lot going on, so we got to get back to it, but during right. this next horrible match, they're going to present here in Crockett and it's no wonder this shit went under. We got to talk about spam, but first, mm-hmm. well, I want to say to you, Nikita Koloff, you never look so baby face in all your life. I could have flat top out and I am looking for the Tony Shavani. I do not understand why I cannot talk to Tony. Why do I have to talk to you? Tony knows where the spam light is. Because they tell me that spam, sponsored by Hormel, right here on this show. These are the sponsors we get on this channel. That he, he knows where all the spam is. He does not eat the light. He leaves the light for me. You can look at Tony and tell he has never eaten anything light in his life. But I do. And I am wondering what I can do with this chain. You see, if I take this chain and I attach it to someone in New York City, can they drag me out of this bankrupt company? I could have very much been a contender against Hulk Hogan, but not at SummerSlam. No, I'm going to Great American Bash, which is going to be renamed Great American Bankruptcy. Isn't that right, Dr. Death? Well, the only thing I can tell you is I don't like uh, Spam by Hormel, but I like Hormel Chili. And I like Hormel Chili mixed in with Velveeta cheese. It makes a real good queso dip. And I also like to say that uh, this uh, Great American Bash pay poor review is coming up, and uh, we're going to have a, a, a great time now. My buddy Jim Ross is going to drive me to every town because, as you know, working for Bill Watts, we drove everywhere, and that's the only way we really know how to get around. But I also like to say take the Hormel chili, dump it in a whole tub of Velveeta, stir it up, and that's pretty good with the chips. Also, if you don't mind, you may want to cut up some Vienna sausages on the top of it and add in a few little jalapeno peppers and you get a cheese weenie jalapeno dip. A cheese weenie jalapeno dip. And as you can see, 
that I have had some of those in my day. That's right, David Crockett. I don't know where I'm going to be booked. I know you guys are going to eventually fuck over the UWF, but let's – who we got here? Oh, it's the Road Warriors in the ring. They they broke their cue. Well, thank God they did. Uh, let me tell you, this is the worst Crockett show ever. Look at that insecurity by Hawk getting up, man. This is the worst. And I mean the worst episode of Crockett for promos. You've got just the drizzling shits, Mike Rotunda coming up in a minute. The fucking awful Dr. Death one that we see here. Just one mm-hmm. after another, really, really bad matches, really, really bad interviews. But there right. are a couple of really bright spots. Of course, one of them being the phenomenal Jim Cornette promo that we, we sort of glossed over earlier. Right. What do you make of the road warriors here in 88? Obviously, uh, it feels like, you know, they're looking for the exit door here, but they're still Billy badass. Are they not one of the most over things on the show? And that was not polite at all from animal. Hmm. He cold copped him. No, they, they, it was not polite because they actually were as stiff as they come in the ring. Uh, and uh, here they're going to be talking. And uh, David Crockett says, let me say, David Crockett, my son, my son is going to go play for the Los Angeles Rams. Wait a minute. The St. Louis Rams. Then they're going to end up moving to Los Angeles, I guess. But I'm going to end up just cheering for him while he plays for Ohio State. And let me tell you this. Do you know how long it took? to put this spider on my forehead. Do you know how long it took for me to draw these webs? And I have Marvel now saying they want to sue my ass for some sort of copyright infringement of Spider-Man. Spider-Man is a skinny geek compared to me. Take a look at me, Joe Laranatus. I'm a big, powerful motherfucker. And let me tell you something, Stan Lee. Let me tell you something, Marvel. If I want to paint on my head a, 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 a spider, I'll do it. Take it away, brother. Well... You should have asked your brother for a job. You see, we're out here for the bankrupt company promoting the great American bankruptcy. And there's a goof here on a fucking skateboard. And if we can kiss enough ass, we too can live forever under Uncle Hunter's watch. That's right. Oh, yeah. We've got to kiss ass to get to New York and get out of here so the fucking check's clear. I've got feelings in my teeth that haven't been changed in years. I've got to get that dental plan i've got to go to new york but first i've got to get through the great american bankruptcy the most over thing animal ever did is ejac an nfl superstar hear all about it every week on the what a rush podcast no that's not what he said but animal didn't say much as shit but he does every week with joe roderick on the what a rush podcast and you can hear him talk all about the war games at starcast what's that fuck if i know i just know i'm looking for a payday and there's not many more here and let me tell you david crockett i go where they go except they're not going to end up going to nxt but i will be here and i will make as much as i can out of this wrestling business much more money probably nxt that i ever made here and i'm more than just a manager on camera i'm their real manager i book all of their travel did you know that these two these two goofs with the big muscles, can't even book their own travel. They have me do it. Paul Ellering. You know, one time I was a pretty big wrestling star until I blew out my back. And we will be back with more World Championship Wrestling. Tony. Yeah. Somebody just slid my DMs and said, hey, I think I'm up to be a low-key big hog in two months, and I'm making you and Tony watch the Sunny porn. <laughs> God, please don't. 
<laughs> okay. Shatoata. Four horsemen down. Well, Shatoata. What is I feel like he's showing us how uh JJ swings, right? <laughs> the mina bucket. This is the mina bucket. You have not seen the catcher's bit. I have seen the catcher's bit. Hey, I, I want to say something about that. It, it, it's a few minutes back, but the Dr. Death interview that we saw. Yeah. Go back and listen to that. And I and I think I stumbled through it, but he called pay-per-views pay for review. Well, the other thing, I mean, he's just stopping and starting all the time. Right. Like, it's time to go to the chalkboard. It's time to go to the chalk time, which is what every great athlete would want. And I'm challenging for the world TV title and I've held belts and I've retired belts and Mike Rotundo, Syracuse university live from Oklahoma. I know everything right. about wrestling forwards and backwards. And I'm like, fuck, not about promos, dude. RIP love you to death, but you need a JR out there doing your heavy lifting. He could, he could sell you better than you ever could. Well, yeah, that's true. And, and you know that I had, and I like Steve. I always just wanted to just hug Dr. Death, Steve Williams. I don't know why. Just give him a big hug. Well, probably so he wouldn't murder you. Yeah. Uh, but that, that's not always, that's not his fault. He had a great presence and they should have worked with him more in doing his promos. Wait, hang on. It's okay. not his fault that he wasn't a good promo. Whose fault was it? Uh, no, no, it was it was their fault that he, they put him in a position to do promos. Yeah, but I mean, you guys are clearly making boneheaded decisions. You got one shit promo after another, and I mean, really, no matches nobody wants to see. Listen, Nikita is a star. I get why he's out here. What the fuck did we just watch a Putzky match for? By the way, Nikita should have got some bigger trunks here. I did not need to see the booty hole. Well, that was part of his uh, part of his character, that booty hole. Wait, wait, wait! Booty holes were were part of his deal. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, it, it's part. It's part of being from the Ukraine. Oh, you just showed, well, I thought you just like peed on people over there. I didn't know. Man, that's the uh, second like brutal clothesline today. But that animal one can't be top. But he's trying to be in the conversation. All right, now we're going to hear from uh, you. You do Mike Rotunda here. This is the worst Kevin fucking promo ever, right here. You got to go okay. back and watch this and listen to it. You know, Crockett, I'm out here and I'm going to tell you all about some things. And if you don't know what I'm going to talk about, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to talk about. Now, I'm not exactly sure what I'm going to talk about, but let me say Syracuse University graduates no idiots, but I'm here to prove that wrong because I'm not here to beat my brains out. I'm here to defend my television title against everybody you know the list goes on and on and i'm gonna deliver it i'm gonna i'm gonna defend it i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it more i'm gonna do more times what i'm gonna do there will be more of what i'm doing than than anybody else has ever done in history do you hear me now it doesn't seem like i'm a good promo but miraculously i'm gonna create one of the best promos of the modern era now i'm not talking about the era we're in right now where i single-handedly bankrupt a company it's got to be between me and tony shivani because if they had a television champion who could cut a promo and tony shivani would have stuck with his weight watchers and you my friend would have kept that diners club in your pocket we probably would have been okay let's talk to the devil himself well what i want to talk about here the fact is david crockett that Shivani likes the Yankees, and he's always talking about Yankee, 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 Aaron Judge. Fuck Aaron Judge. How about Mookie Betts with the Boston Red Sox? How, how about J.D. Martinez? Yeah, John Carlos Stanton, my ass. Hey, and you got a second baseman, Gleber Torres for the Yankees? Whoever named her kid Gleber? Gleber, G-L-Y-B-E-R, and he thinks he's a star? Hey, the Boston Red Sox, right as I'm standing right here, have not won a world championship since 1802. 
But within the next you know, 20, 30 years, they're going to win four. Four. And they're still going to be well, – wait a minute. We want to talk about wrestling, Kevin. Uh, I don't want to you – know, uh, wrestling? You want to talk about wrestling? You Okay, uh, let's talk about wrestling. Here's what I want to say about wrestling. I'm going to come out of the nursing home, and I'm going to be a part of MLW Battle Riot on July 19th in New York City. That's right. They said, Kevin, will you come to Battle Riot? And I said, the only way I'll come to Battle Riot is if you'll give me a chair to stand on so I can see above the other wrestlers. Because as you know, I'm two foot one. The fact is, I want to leave this by saying New York Yankees can kiss my Boston Red Sox ass. They think they're the greatest thing ever, but the Boston Red Sox have had the Yankees number for the last decade. And one more thing. Fuck that Aaron Judge. Mookie Betts is the man. And what about Jackie Bradley Jr.? He's the man, too. You know, one thing about Boston Red Sox, they weren't popular until ESPN. I was really hoping for a little Tower of Doom talk there. but maybe Well, I did just when I talked to Kevin, that's all he wants to talk about, the Red Sox and the Yankees. So I thought I would. Uh, well, here we go. This is going to this is going to entertain us a little bit, don't you think? Well, especially if we're about to talk about licking babies again. That got over a couple of weeks ago when we talked about it. Now, if you're not sure what we're talking about, we're saying licking babies. We've got what would be the bushwhackers, but it's not mm-hmm. the bushwhackers here. They're the sheep herders, and we're on the superstation. TBS and mm-hmm. another enhancement match this time with the Bushwhackers. This will wonder why this shit went yeah. out of business. And, and well, and, and not only that, uh, just to let you know, if you want to see and want to be a part, I want to see firsthand. This is uh, this is you know, this is quite a thing. You know, a lot of times TBS had the National Geographic special on. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, and, and and you would go out into the uh, into Africa and the plains of Africa or in the jungle, and they would show you this unique animal or reptile that you had never seen before, and say, "Look, this is a live uh, gamagon you've never seen before." Well, what you're seeing here now, uh, in that vein, is a live meathead, and that's uh, Gary Sabal, the Italian stallion, Gary Cortinelli, a live meathead. The Italian stallion, of course, helped the Hardys get their start. Yeah, taking them I to uh, the WWE and letting them do some enhancement matches. Mm-hmm. But before he was doing that, he was trying to make the Bushwhackers look good. So mm-hmm. he went from the Bushwhackers to the Hardys. He also had, and not many people know this, he had a uh, carpet cleaning service. Really? Yes, it was called the Italian Stallion Steaming. Oh my gosh. It was. That's true. He used to tell me, he said, I've got a carpet cleaning service. Uh, and, uh, well, the reason I said, oh my gosh, is when you said that I immediately thought of you, uh-huh. Tony Schiavone, you got enough coming near to shampoo a water buffalo. Why is it when, why is it when we're talking about Italians and we're talking about mafia, my name comes up? Well, because Arn Anderson once famously made a comment about you and water I, buffaloes. I know enough coming me to shampoo a water buffalo. I've heard that line before. I feel like that should be a t-shirt. You think you think the water buffalo? Yeah, like I think yeah. it would, I think it would get over. Yeah. Well, the, look, look, here's the fact: is one, two. The fact is, is not. I didn't have all those kids because I was loaded with cum. I had all these kids because Lois couldn't stay off of me. Well, well, and, that and was you the apparently reason. didn't know about the uh, the withdrawal method. Well, I didn't. Well, I. Hey, if you got if you got a penis the size of Vienna sausage, you never know if you withdraw it or not. Hmm. You know, it's really hard okay. for me to sell you to Francine or Medusa or Deborah 
or any of these. If you keep, yeah, just, just I'll sell myself. Okay, I'll just sell myself. You don't have to sell. Me. Well, you've known him thirty years. You ain't close shit yet. So I'm just trying to help. <laughs> well, I'm pretty harmless. Oh, you do cap, old Captain Dry Dick over here. <laughs> There's another shirt. <laughs> <laughs> We're just coming out with all kinds of shirts. Old Captain Dry Dick. I'll wear that shirt to church. What's wrong with us? Well, I don't know, but I know I'm having a good time. Speaking of uh, having a good time, the sheep herders are going to go from cutting their foreheads to licking children, which still just fascinates me. I know we talked about that a couple of weeks ago, but yeah. I mean, don't you feel like if you've licked that many kids, you should have to register when you move. Uh, and and maybe they had to, maybe they had to. We're going to go. You know, I, Whoa! I, I just yay, <laughs> David Crockett. Oh, whoa! I've not seen a paycheck since I've been here. We got a little bit of a paycheck for the first Crockett Cup tournament in New Orleans at the Superdome, but we haven't seen a paycheck since. And what we want to know is now Luke is a pretty good promoter down in Puerto Rico. And I just love to cut my forehead, as you can see. And I want to know, are you going to pay us for what we've been working? Are you going to pay us for cutting our foreheads? Are you going to pay us for bleeding, for snotting on fans at ringside, for Butch taking his teeth out? And are, are you going to have us go to the WWF as well? Is that what's going to happen, David Crockett? Whoa, salute. Jack, is that's not Jack Victory behind him, is it? No. Well, who the hell is that? I feel like you forget this. We talk about this every every week. We do. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to take a guess? I want you to just call him who he is. I want you to okay. name. Let's rename him. Okay. Uh, that is uh, Butthole Boy. It's Rip Morgan. Rip Morgan. Of course, I knew that. I knew that. I just hadn't taken any Prevagen today. <laughs> <laughs> i'm so tired of this prep we gotta get them as a sponsor if you're gonna keep mentioning them <laughs> Why? it ain't working i don't think we should all right shimani hasn't taken his prevagen and we're back i don't even know what's going on anymore this is where we are ladies and gentlemen what happened when yes uh, we're having a good we're having a grand old time and now we're going to close the show with a great tag team match tully black well Jesus, criminy Christ. Let's get a, a guy as skinny and as white as we can to face here the world tag team champions. Uh, and uh, for you uh, people listening to our podcast right now, please listen to this commentary. Don't turn up the sound and listen to JJ uh, hype the Great American Bash with me and Jim Ross because that'll put you to sleep. It's that, I mean, it was, it's that bad? Oh, uh, I mean, he talked about all the matches. He talked about all the different towns. He, I mean, he talked, you know what he talked like? He talked like a dusty office stooge is what he was talking like there. And that's kind of like what he was. So, uh, so don't listen to it. I mean, it's, you know, you consider, uh, JJ Dillon a stooge. No, I was just trying to be funny. Oh, okay. No, I was just wanting to make sure it's no, JJ's my friend. Okay. Just you, trying to be funny. JJ's always been my friend. You don't have to uh, defend it. We were just joking. You know, this is the same show where you said that your penis is the size of a button. Well, you know what they say. They say, you know, you rip on yourself first and you get away with anything. Oh, no, I know that, which is why I always say I'm just a fan and I'm a big old fat guy and then I shit on everybody. 
Uh, look at Arn Anderson. This is the Arn Anderson uh, prior to him losing all his hair up top before he he became before his uh, crown of his head looked like a a uh, flesh colored yarmulke. Flesh colored yarmulke. Well, it you did. Know, I mean, that's is, that's how he looked. I mean, I'm, there. You know, I'm, he had a. Uh, I think I've told the story. He had uh, a, an action figure made of him, and I, I grabbed the action figure. I said, Arn, you got a flesh colored yarmulke on top of your head. He said, funny, fat ass, something like that. Let me, uh, I don't know that I've told you this, but, uh, years ago, uh, I had a really good friend of mine who started losing his hair in his like mid twenties and he very quickly had the whole horseshoe thing going. So we renamed him and we nicknamed him double a because (laughs) he had Arn Anderson's hair. Yeah, well, and he was 20, now, he was twenty five, and and that's what we've learned about Arn Anderson here. Arn yeah. Anderson, as he's in the ring or here wrestling, you know, he looks like an older fellow. He's seventeen years old, right? But but now it's not an Arn Anderson hair; it's Arn Anderson scalp. If you've seen Arn lately, well, I'm not trying to look at another man's head like that. Come on. Mm. Well, you sometimes you just can't help but look at it when you just glance, glance toward the just look the guy. at it. Would you look at it? <laughs> Would you look at that? Would you just look at it? Huh. Telly Blanchard, here comes the uh, the slingshot suplex, and they're going to slingshot all the way to New York with this one. Yes, sir. One of my favorite one, finishing maneuvers, two. worth mentioning, the referee and the guy making the cover, Mr. Telly Blanchard himself, both going to be at StarCast. Arn Anderson, not so much. Is Telly going to be saving people, or is he just going to be doing wrestling stuff? He's going to be doing wrestling stuff, but I'm sure oh, uh, I'm not going to mock that because it's very serious, and uh, if you would like to talk to Telly, about his um beliefs yeah uh, he would i'm sure he'd be happy to uh to help you out so i i guess that's dun, 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 time for the four horsemen unfortunately we're just gonna have whoa the nature boy rick flair go ahead yes sir uh, you got a big big wedding to pay for is that right coming up the nature boy rick flair I will look at this Rolex. You know how many times I lost a Rolex in a hotel room, David Crockett? If I didn't lose it, I end up giving it away to some girls because that's how I am. If I had all the Rolexes that I lost, I would be able to pay for Conrad Thornton. I mean, Conrad Thompson's wedding. But no, all the Rolexes are gone. I always paid every bar tab I was at. I always paid all the the food tabs at Sabatino's in Baltimore, and sometimes they would be over $1,500. And everybody would come in to eat, and who would get stuck with the tab? Me. But here was the real rib. I never paid the credit card bill. So there you go. So, yes, I will be paying for Conrad Thornton's, uh, I mean, Conrad Thompson's wedding. And we're going to have it, and we're going to have a great time. And Tony Schiavone, I want to make sure that you come, and I want to make sure that Lois is there. Because I haven't seen Lois since back in the days of Disney when she tried to browbeat me talking about the size of her husband's penis. Ha! You want to see a size of a penis? Take a look at this baby. Well, we can't do it on TV. I do understand that. But also let me say that Lex Luger, I'm going to get really angry here in a minute. I'm going to pull off these sunglasses and I'm going to make what has been a lighthearted interview a serious interview here in a minute. And I understand that you are going to end the show with an interview as well. And if you think that Crockett Promotions is going down the shitter now, just wait until Lex Luger does an interview here on this program. You have no charisma. You have only big muscles. 
you didn't want to bleed. And we had to have J.J. cut you when we pounded you down on the turf in Miami. And you don't know how to work. And you can't talk. Woo! And the fact is, you're making big money. What's wrong with this picture? What's wrong? If you want to know why things went downhill, you may say, well, it was so much money. And it was the airplanes. And it was the shitty matches on TBS. And it was all the job matches going on. And it was having Scott Putsky here. Scott fucking Putsky is here. But uh, that makes me take off my glasses and tell you this. The reason that we went downhill is we had guys like Lex Luger who couldn't work, who couldn't talk. We turned Nikita Koloff babyface, and he was a super heel. We brought in Dr. Death Steve Williams, and he can't cut a promo. We want him to cut a promo. And then we bring and give him the television championship to a guy from Syracuse like Mike Rotunda, and he can't cut a promo. And then we have Kevin Sullivan. Only thing he wants to talk about is fucking baseball. And you know what? Kevin Sullivan, go ahead. Get out of the nursing room. Go on to New York City and work at age 75 and see what happens when they hit you in the head with a baseball bat and your head cracks open like a melon. And you say, ooh, can I get Mookie to sign that, please? The fact is that I'm the nature boy, Ric Flair, and if we were still doing things my way, we'd be making money. Lex Luger, I don't want to work with you. I would rather want to work with Sting one more time. At least I was able to make him a star. And where in the hell is Ricky Steamboat when you need him? Because every time things get shitty, they put Steamboat and I in a match, 90 minutes, two out of three falls. Who knows? Maybe we'll wrestle in the Cajun region coming up in years to come at the Superdome in front of 30 people. It doesn't matter. I'll give it my all because you have sweat I bleed, and I've paid the price. And once again, look at this forehead. That's right. I just may gig myself at Conrad Thompson's wedding. That's right. I will go face first, do one of those dumbass drops I do, gig myself, and come up with blood spurting down my face. What about that? Ah, Because I am the nature boy, Ric Flair. And I may be old, and I may have grandkids now, but I have bled. I have sweat, and I have paid the price, and it's all because of me, the world heavyweight champion. If you think the baby's arm is a legend, if you think that's not real, you are fooling yourself. Woo! I really wish, she was, I really wish she was paying for the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. Uh, woo! What are we doing? What are we doing with ourselves? I don't know, man. Yeah. I mean, we had, we had it. Oh, <laughs> look at this shit. Big bear collie taking on Dr. Death. Yeah. Well, at least he's a, at least he's a decent size. He's not one of these, you know, these skinny white guys that we have out there. And whoa, Dr. Death, pretty good drop kick, man. Dr. Death could work his ass off. The only thing we've made fun of is his promos. And I mean, right. I, I don't think that's you know, necessarily a surprise, but, but, you know, thanks to you. Every time I see Dr. Death now in a match, you know what I think of? No, I think of head of the dick, head of the dick. (laughs) Uh, If you're out of the loop, go listen to uh, Starcade 19. What was it? 87? 1987. Yeah. Yeah. Chicago. He was wrestling Barry Windham and uh, he took, Mm -hmm. uh, what was it, Tony? Uh, Head to the dick, head to the dick, and then couldn't continue. And we put it over pretty hard. Yes, uh, we did. Yeah. Tony thinks it's one of the best moments in the show. (laughs) <laughs> I'm, not really? ar- I'm not arguing that no you told yeah. me you thought it was one of the best moments on the show 
Oklahoma Stampede, man. One, two, three. Dun 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 What's your favorite uh, Dr. Death match? Do you have one? Uh, it's probably the Barry Wyndham one by far. Yeah, it was a good match. Yeah, okay. Here we go. Yeah, <laughs> Total Faggies Lex Luger. You're in the main event. What in the world is going with Dusty's mind? Well, let me tell you this, David Crockett, a couple of things. People have been asking me, what is this deal about you drawing a line with your finger and your thumb in your promos? Okay, and why, when you point to the camera, can't you close that thumb over top of your fist like normal people? I don't have an answer for that. Only thing I know is that years ago they used to call me the Luger. That's right, the Luger. And then they called me Lex Luger. There you go. There was my first line. Did you see that? And there is, as you can tell, right there, I cannot point without opening up my thumb. I don't know. Well, look at that. There it is. I'm doing it again. I, I just. And, I'll just make a couple of semicircles here with, with my hand and say this, Nature Boy Ric Flair. Yes, I never wanted to do I never wanted to do juice. I never wanted to gig myself because I think that's old school. And now you hit me and you knock me up against a car and you have J.J. Dillon, that old son of a bitch, take a razor blade and gig me with it. That's not going to happen anymore because I'm going to open up this thumb a little bit wider and point. And pretty soon, when I run out of shit to say, I'm just going to take off my shirt so the girls here will scream. And the fact is that I'm the total package Lex Luger. And because, Okay, here I'm going to do it now because I'm running out of shit to say. Take a look at that. Take a look at these traps. Take a look at these biceps. And I, Well, I was going to take off my pants, but thanks God I didn't do that. The fact is, is before I go, I'm going to show you guys again. There you go. There's my finger and my thumb outstretched. And I'm going to draw another line. Oh, hold on. There it goes. Right across my eyes, I drew that line with my finger and my thumb. Because that's the only gesture I know. That's the only one I know. And because I am the total package Lex Luger, I'm going to Baltimore. And because I don't want to bleed, we're going to have blood, part of the finish of the match. And everybody in Baltimore is going to get pissed off at Jim Crockett promotions once and for all. And by this time next year, Jim Hurd's going to be running the business. Oh, God, what am I doing in my life? I'm David Crockett, and we'll be back. Mm-mm. What a bad show that wound up being, the one we're hyping up so much. You can hear about it in the archives, whwmonday.com. Yeah, and, and if you haven't heard, uh, the, the fact is is that uh, the fans were so pissed off that night because the, the, uh, the finish was stopped because of bleeding when Flair was in the torture rack that – the fans that night, as we're leaving, as Jim and Jim Ross and I are leaving the ringside area, they wanted to kick our ass. And of course, that's before they would have security for two like slapdick announcers. So you guys just go back on your own. And fans were, man, they were grabbing at us, grabbing at us. And there's Barry Windham superplex. I was hoping he would put the claw on him, Conrad, because as you know, that claw is a great, great offensive maneuver. Listen to you. It is. You're, perpetu- let's take- you're perpetuating myths. <laughs> no, I listen. I'm a Fritz von Erich, Blackjack Mulligan, Baron von Raschke, Barry Windham. Some of the greats had the claw, man. It was legit. It was, leg- it was like the figure four. 
Hmm. It was like the Oklahoma Stampede. It was like the Swanton Bomb that they have now. Sorry, Jeff Hardy. I should have said, oh, boy. Oh, some bitch. All right. Uh, David, I'm going to repeat what I just said a moment ago. Uh, Great American Bash. Wait a minute. I had this in my book. Uh, uh, let's see. Look down at the belt. Uh, okay. I had it in my book. I don't know what I'm talking about, but I do know that I am a Dusty's office stooge. I write all the stuff down. Dusty creates. I make sure it happens. I make sure the finishes are out. I make sure the referees know the finish. I make sure the finishes are executed. And when they don't do what I say for them to do, I blame it on them. And I don't take the heat. Because that's how it is when you're the assistant booker of World Championship Wrestling. Did I ever tell you about my podcast with Rich Bocchini? It is one of the greatest podcasts in wrestling. He will ask me one question, and I will talk for 20 minutes about nothing. Absolutely nothing. Much like what Tony Schiavone and Conrad Thompson have been doing here for this show. Talking about nothing. Talking about a show that obviously is nothing as well. And David Crockett, let me say this. I also want to say that I know that you're having problems with having those two airplanes. If you want me to buy them, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to head to the WWF along with Tully and Arn. And I'm also going to send Tony Schiavone there as well. The Road Warriors are going to go. Then we're going to also have the Sheepherders go. We're going to re uh, repurpose their gimmick and call them, yeah, let me give Barry the belt here, call them the Bushwhackers. Barry, I know you used to be a part of the, uh, the USA Express, but now you're the U.S. Heavyweight Champion. Let me say this to you, J.J. Jellin, and to you, Conrad Thompson, my father made the claw hold what it was. My father used to slap a claw hold on a guy at Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling, and he would put the claw hold on so hard that he would bleed from the forehead. That's right, he would bleed from the forehead. And the fans never knew, never saw him gimmick himself, or never saw him gig himself. But the blood would go pouring down his forehead, and he would keep it on. And I'm David Crockett. Thanks very much for being a part of this shitty show. Ta-da! There's Tommy P. Edwards, Wayne Daniel, Alice Arth, Ken Carter, Dominic Esposito, video guy. Used to hear Tommy Edwards in the back. He would go, "Come on, Neek! God damn, Neek! Would you roll tape, Neek?" And that was funny. You used to hear that in your head all the time. Well, that's gonna wrap it up, man. I guess we should talk about Ooh. what we're doing next. We've got, uh, you know, we did say we were gonna do a poll. Should we do the next week for the poll or should we put up the poll now for the following week on Patreon and let's just pick one for next week? Cause I do have some that might be pretty topical if maybe you wanted to pick next week and then we just put a poll up for the following week. What do you think? Mm. Okay. I'll pick and then we'll go to the following week with the poll. How does that sound? Okay, cool. I'm done right. with that. So I'm going to run you through a handful of topics and you get to pick which one it is. Are you ready? Okay. I am ready, sir. The July 6th, 1998 Nitro from the Georgia Dome where Goldberg beat Hulk Hogan. Mm, okay. The July 5th, 1999 Nitro. This is obviously when things are a little different for WCW. Mm, right. Uh, you might remember this one as being, well, there's a few different fun things in here that people still talk about, but it's also in the Georgia Dome. The main event of this one to sort of jog your memory is Sid vicious versus Kevin Nash for the world title. Wow. 
We've, we've also got the great American bash 1990, which is Sting's first win over Ric Flair. Okay. And then the, when I came back. Yeah. And then there's Enough. two more, there's two more in there that I'm not sure they're actually on the network. So we might want to lay off of those. All right. But well, I've got, I've got it picked out already. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, let's hear it. What, what of that, it, what of that appeals to you? Okay. The, the Goldberg from the Georgia Dome. Bam. So there you go. That's what we're covering yeah. next week, boys and girls. Coincidentally, you'll hear Eric Bischoff talk about that show, but you won't hear Eric Bischoff do commentary on it. That's what we're going to do. So you need to watch this historic episode of Nitro because you're getting two versions of it. Eric Bischoff's going to cover all the behind the scenes dealings and shenanigans and rumor and innuendo. And Tony and I are going to make you laugh. And we're planning to do all of this next week, right here on WHW, but we're still going to put a poll up and uh, we're going to let Patreon go ahead and help us navigate the rest of July. But if you were sort of fed up and a little tired of some great American bash era from this Jim Crockett promotion stuff we've covered this month, you get a break next week, you get a reprieve Goldberg, Hulk Hogan. Well, give us a tease here, man. What do you remember most about that? Uh, Goldberg and Hulk Hogan. I, I remember the, I, I, what I remember most about it is the crowd and the, the atmosphere in the Georgia dome that night. And, uh, I also remember I had we I think I had like I, I think I had all my boys with me and I think my daughter I think all my kids were with me because it was such a big event in Atlanta and we we and we uh, they also had a couple of their friends so I had like I don't know six or seven kids and I go after the uh, matches are over I go out back out to get them to bring them backstage and one guy leans over and says go fuck yourself Tony Shavani and I'm thinking, boy, I'm glad my kids heard that. So that's basically what I remember. I just remember the electricity that night more than anything else. Let me go ahead and freestyle. Uh, just sometime this week, I want you and I to cover, and we can record it and just put it in the can. But I do think it would be fun for Patreon if we went ahead and recorded the very first Great American Bash from July 4th, 1987. Of course, specifically, the very first war games where it was the road warriors, Nikita and dusty Rhodes, And of course, Paul Ellering taking on the four horsemen, which is Rick, Arn, Lex, Tully, and JJ. And, uh, you may remember this is where they sufficiently ended JJ's in ring career forever when he lands awkwardly on his right arm. But right. I do think that would be some great content for Patreon. So, uh, load it up. If you haven't already come see us, patreon.com forward slash WHW Monday next week. Right here on the free show, we'll be covering Goldberg's historic win. We're going to give you running commentary on that big nitro from July 6, 1998. But we're also going to get you some more bonus content on your way there. King of the Ring 2001 with a run-in from Bruce Pritchard, where we cover the phenomenal street fight match between Kurt Angle and Shane McMahon. And then one day next week, just for shits and giggles, we're going to throw you up some war games from 1987. Check us out if you haven't already. Patreon.com forward slash WHW Monday. You can also pick up a shirt over at LoisRules.com, and eventually Tony will call and thank you. Tony, I got to tell you, when I look at my clock, it feels like it's about that time. Okay, it is about that time, and now going to the ring is Kevin Sullivan. He's going to go one-on-one against 
Dr. Death, Steve. Dr. Death, Steve Williams, and Kevin Sullivan. Dr. Death looking around. He can't see his opponent. Look down, Doc. Look down even further. Oh, he tripped over Kevin Sullivan. Kevin's going to roll him up. He's going to get a Ted Williams autographed baseball bat. Hit him in the head with it. And he pins him. One, two, three. We're going to have to put this next week on pay for review. And we're back next week on What Happened When, not only on Patreon, but on the MLW Radio Network. Okay. Hello. Yes. Uh, hi. Uh, I'm here to tell you that promotional considerations are paid for by the following. Patreon.com forward slash WHW Monday. If you want more of Conrad Thompson, who's that? Oh, a mortgage guy. He sold out to become a wrestling promoter. Ah, good for him. Go make more money. Yeah. And Tony Schiavone, who's that? Oh, never heard of him. Complete with behind-the-scenes videos and new content every week. You need to go to patreon.com forward slash WHW Monday. And by loisludos.com. Still one of the hottest sites on plurallesslingtees.com. It's where you go to get your t-shirts from what happened when. It's also named after a crazy lady. She says she's got from Scotland or Scottish heritage. But she's crazy. She's going to come on here and argue about where she's from. And, oh, she's got people from Scotland. And and then she'll get on here and she'll start yabbering. And she'll put you to sleep faster than J.J. Dillon and Rich Bukini. And Rich Bukini's really small. Fucking sick. Go to LoisRules.com if you want a T-shirt. But don't mention anything about where she's from because, fuck, she doesn't shut up. Yo, what up? This is Mikey D from New Jersey and by BoxerGimmicks.com with coffee mugs, baby onesies, beach towels, koozies, and everything you need to get your G&T and tan on down at the Jersey Shore, if you know what I mean. Get that fits in the air and stop pumping, baby. And remember, strict rule, no carbs on the beach. And by Slapdick Theater with your host, Kellanus Adumas. Oh, it's Kellanus Adumas? Really? Hosting Slapdick Theater? Oh my, oh, this, this is a big deal. I'm not prepared for this. Oh, I need to read this again. Quick, somebody fetch me water and some towels. Oh, Kalanus Adumas is coming to Patreon in July. This is big. This is so big. I don't know what to do. I'm going to lose my mind. Oh, where is my dog? Frodo! There he is. Oh, yes. Thank you, Frodo. Oh, Tony Schiavone, you're a lying fool for not telling me about Kellner's Dumas. Oh, you shall pay for this.